What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nod Pod. I know it's been forever since I posted anything, and that's strictly on me just being lazy and not wanting to do it, and there's no reason I shouldn't be doing it. Um, but I'm getting back into the flow of it. Um, it's something I truly love to do, so I just need to get back into it. Uh, and today I brought one of my best friends along. His name's Tyler Lay. Um, I'll go ahead and let Tyler introduce himself a little bit, too. Uh, my name's Tyler Lay, and... Man, big Alabama fan, roll tide. Let's get this going. I've been excited about this. I'm going right. to jump on we're these gonna... the past couple months. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to kick it off with uh, let's talk about the news that broke uh, pretty early this morning. Actually, uh, Tom Brady retiring for the second time, not the first, the second. Uh, I think it's permanent. I don't think he comes back. I think this is it. Uh, hold on now. Hold on now. He's did this once. I think he could potentially come back. He's going to get tired next year, he's going to get lonely. Uh, he had a lot going in his personal life. Yeah. I think uh, I think he's going to get tired. He's going to get tired sitting in the booth, and he's going to have one more year in him at age 47. I mean, he just came off one of his best best years, uh, fourth in his career passing percentage and sixth in passing yards. So yeah. he, can, he can still do the thing. No, you're right. You're right. I just – I don't know, man. It's just hard for me to see him coming back, and then, like, if he comes back, where is it? Is it Las Vegas if they decide to – Ditch Derek Carr is. I don't know. I, I, I think it'll be a whole other year. Tua, you know, like, what do we? Is it is it Green Bay if they ditch Aaron Rodgers, which is supposedly going to be the you know apparently he's done and apparently you know according to Adam Schefter, Packers are done with him. No, so, I think it'll be a whole other year. The the NFL will look a little a little different when he decide when I think he decides to play again. It's just hard for me yeah. to see a world without Tom Brady throwing the throwing the rock. Hey, look, I agree with you. It's it's weird. It's 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 very weird. But uh, let's go ahead and get into some NFL news. We had some. We had two pretty big stories break yesterday. Uh, the first one was, um, you know, former Alabama linebacker and defensive coordinator for the Forty Niners, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, was promoted to head or not promoted was hired as head coach of the Texans, who have been in a little bit of a coaching carousel rate recently. But I think hiring a young smart defensive mind like D'Amico Ryans is a surefire way to get your team on the right track and get a franchise on the right track. Yeah, big hire. Uh, defense wins championships, and you know D'Amico is a defensive guy. He had the 49ers, one of the best defenses in the league. Man, they did some phenomenal things on defense, which they had some phenomenal players. And so what's, able to, what's he going to be able to do year one? Uh, he's got some good draft picks. He's got the number two and 12th draft pick coming up this year. So you think he goes quarterback or uh, maybe something on the defense then? Uh, you know, I think that's really interesting. You know, we had talked about it on the phone a little bit. Um, you know, I think I think there's a very good chance that he goes with Bryce just because Bryce mm-hmm. is that generational quarterback that can, you know, that can lead you to where you want to be offensively. Um, you know, it's like you said, I think he's a defensive coach. I think he could probably mold some people into what he needs them to be defensively. Um, but also he may take that chance at number two and get Will Anderson. Or if, you know, if the Bears happen to trade up and trade Justin Fields and get Bryce Young and Jalen Carter's available at that two spot, that might be his guy, you know. Um, so that that might be something he's interested in. Uh, you know, either way, I don't think you're taking a bad pick if you take, you know, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, or Jalen Carter. I don't think any of the three is a bad pick. What about uh, CJ? What do you think about CJ? You think CJ could – I think CJ's a good pick. I mean, I don't don't mind CJ. I just think overall I think CJ is going to end up 
in Indianapolis, which is probably the best spot to land inside the top yeah. 10. Honest to God. It really is. Just because their offensive line's phenomenal. Jonathan Taylor's phenomenal. Uh, Micah Pittman's very talented. I mean, they've got some very good wide receivers. They're getting better on the defensive side. Um, they're just promising, and they were missing a quarterback, and that's what they're going to get in C.J. Stroud if they drafted him or if Bryce was to fall that far. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not a Will Levis fan. I think it's another overhype, but that's also just me, so I can't really, I can't really say anything, but I feel like there's a lot of other analysts who feel the same way. So... You know, we'll see in that, but I think I think overall D'Amico's going to go offensive and try to develop some defensive guys, and he may be able to, you know, pull some guys in the offseason from free agency or, you know, through other trades as well. Yeah, going back on the uh, Will Levis thing, uh, whoever picks him is getting another Mitch Trubisky. Man, I hate to call the guy out like that, but that's basically all he is. He is coming yeah. out of college, and people are just oohing and on at his size and, you know, what he what he can do. But, man, you got to have that championship part. And I think both Will – or not Will, uh, Bryce Young and CJ, I think both of them have, have that. I think they got that championship mentality. And, man, Indiana and uh, the Texans are both be very, very happy with what they get, if that's who they pick. Yeah, for sure. No, I think, I think there's a very good chance that the Colts I – think, I think overall the Colts are going to go quarterback, whether it's Bryce, whether it's CJ, whether it's Will, whatever – they're going to go with a quarterback, uh, in my opinion. And in other news, in the AFC West, we had Sean Payton get uh, you know, hired. Uh, we're actually kind of traded over to the Broncos from the Saints as they had the uh, you know, custody of him, basically. And uh, there was two picks involved. One of them was a first-round pick. I believe it's the 30th pick for this year. And Correct. the other one was the second-round pick from 2024. Mm-hmm. If you're... If you're a GM in the AFC West, if you're the GM of the Raiders, you know, Chargers, Chiefs, are you afraid of what the Broncos just did? Yes, because this is this is what the Broncos needed. They they have the offensive firepower. They just gotta have a coach that can produce that on the field. And Sean Payton can do that. He did that with the Saints and he's gonna be able to do that with uh Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. Okay. Jerry Judy's a phenomenal receiver. He just got to have a has a coach to get him there, get him at the next level. For sure, and I I think Cortland Sutton's a very solid wide receiver as well. Oh, yeah, you can't forget uh, Sutton. You can't forget Sutton. Yeah, I, I think he's very solid. I think overall, and I like Bolden. He's another one. And then the KJ Handler was injured all year, or or injured you know a good portion of the year. I know. Um, so I think KJ Handler would be a a good shot. You know, uh, I think he only played like five games. But I know, you know, um, I think he'd be an interesting, be an interesting, you know, throw in right there. I know he's probably not the greatest, but I mean, he's a little speed demon, you know, that can get you a lot of, you know, downfield plays. I feel like, uh, you know, obviously your Jalen Waddle style of player, not Jalen Waddle, but your style of play, mm-hmm. um, you know, not not your Tyreek Hill, but. In that same style of play, um, yeah. There's not too many Tyreek kills or Jalen Waddles, but I think they need a, a running back. They definitely need a running back. They don't I have agree. a first rounder. If somehow Jameer Gibbs could slip into the second round, which I don't know if that happens or not, but if he does slip to the second round, that that big guy I'd be looking at a Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, Latavius Murray's just getting up there in age, and I know they've got they've got Chase Edmonds, uh, you know, as the backup, and he's 
don't get me wrong, I think he's very good. But he's just one of those guys. He's never I don't even think he's ever had over 600 yards rushing. Yeah. And they just need another guy that can come in there and get it started for them. You know, if the Broncos, I don't think they have any first round picks at all mm-hmm. or they may. But if they, they do, you know, early up, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to take Bijan Robinson. And it definitely wouldn't be a bad idea to go after like Jameer Gibbs if you if he falls late. So I think I think this is a very good chance that you could see the Broncos move up and move forward in the presence of the AFC West. I think they take a jump over the Raiders, and I think possibly if they get the right personnel, especially on defense as well, to go with it, I think they could jump the Chargers. Um, I don't think anybody's jumping the Chiefs as of right now. Um, yeah, but the Broncos but, you know, going offense. But the Broncos going offense. That's very uncharacteristic for them because they're usually known as a defensive team. I mean, as for sure. Manning, that defense won him that that. Second ring, no, for sure. That, for that defense was absolutely loaded. I mean, absolutely loaded, and which is crazy because a lot of those defensive guys were actually old during that time. Mm-hmm. But they were all just veterans, and it was that that Broncos team that they put together was absolutely phenomenal. The defense was, was solid. It was solid stupid. Defense. It was absolutely stupid. So you know, overall, we've had some NFL news. Um, I do want to kind of stay on the professional level. Uh, we're going to switch to the NBA. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on in the area. We had the all-star, you know, uh, selection or not all-star selection, but the way the all-stars are going to get selected, how it's going to be almost like like a, you know, a pickup team right right before, you know, tip off, which I think is very cool. Uh, It's definitely different. Um, Definitely gives the aspect of, you know, and I know they picked live on TV the past few years, which is still what I think they should do. But Mm -hmm. I, I just like this. It just it kind of adds a little bit of drama to it. And kind of like the whole thing, you know, like when KD was the all-star captain and LeBron was the other all-star captain, you know, you had the, you know, KD was leaving uh, Westbrook and Harden. He wouldn't pick them no matter what. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, kind of, it's kind of interesting. And I don't, I don't think Westbrook or Harden is making the all-star game. Harden may, but you know, uh, you probably not you just mentioned, you just mentioned LeBron and KD. Do you know they haven't played each other since the 2018 Christmas game i saw that the other day and i thought that was nuts and i i couldn't believe it it was crazy 2018 i think i remember watching that christmas game because i want to say i could be wrong but i want to say that's the christmas game where Kyrie, uh where Kyrie hit that stupid fadeaway off like one foot after he spun i believe it is i believe it is that's one of the craziest shots I've ever seen, and one of the best games I've ever seen. I love those jerseys; they were fun. That was a phenomenal game. Um, Here, here's, here, here's a little something. Uh, they always compare themselves to the rival, like Magic and Bird have. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you can do that. Not playing each other that long. I mean, that's you I mean, got to play each other, other year in year. They played out. each other for a long time. They did, but I mean, they haven't played each other for a long time as well. No, I I agree, and I I think the main thing that made well, I mean, they may have the same amount of matchups in the finals. How many times did Bird and Magic play each other in the finals? It's got to be at least four. Yeah, I was thinking four, maybe five. I'm not sure. I mean, you have that many. I mean, and then you got KD and LeBron played against each other three times. Yeah, once with KD was with the Thunder, and one and twice with the Warriors. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, I mean, we should we should have had a Nets-Lakers finals if you count rosters and everything else, but we haven't seen that. But if we're talking rivals, if you want to go uh, comparison of Larry and uh, Magic, Steph and LeBron. what about Steph and LeBron? That's the no, Steph and LeBron is hands down. To me, it's got to be the second biggest rivalry in NBA yeah. history as far as two players. I would agree with that. And I think I think this is my opinion. I think Steph has the edge. I don't know if you agree with that or not. But Steph definitely has the edge. I agree. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. I agree. In the in as far as the rivalry goes, yes. Now I know people want to bring up the oh, Steph's had better teams, but like Steph beat him with a drafted team the first time. Mm-hmm. You know? All LeBron's team has been, you know, self made. Right. It has been self made. You know, and I know that the Cavaliers have suffered injuries, but so did the Warriors. Yeah. You know, a lot of people forget, you know, a lot of people want to bring up, oh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were hurt during that first finals when the Warriors won. But nobody wants to bring up that the one that LeBron won, that Andrew Bogut was out, and Draymond Green got suspended that one game, you know, and then you had the game six that was in Cleveland, which was the most lopsided officiating probably in NBA history. You know, but LeBron doesn't want to throw a fit over that. He threw a fit over the, you know, the slap on the wrist from Jason Tatum. Yeah. Uh, you know, that lost in the game, and that's the that's the wrong call. Should have been a foul. And I think he traveled. But it's not even in the final. I think he traveled. I think he traveled to go into the basket. Well, you know, I mean, you're I getting mean, into that, the, that's the, you're getting into the there. gather that, step. That's here, that's here there. You're I, getting into the gather step rule stuff, which is so stupid. Yeah. But I think overall, I, I do think that's probably – one of the better rivalries in the NBA, though I, I would agree with you. Um, but injuries are a part of the game. I mean, last 100%, year, my, no. last year, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid had uh, an eye injury, and man, if it wasn't for him sitting out, they probably beat Miami. And I'm a Miami Heat fan, but he was just a difference maker once he was able to return to the court. Uh, for sure, the, the Raptors when they won their championship, man, that, KD towards that, the <laughs> and Clay. And Clay. Well, yeah, Kate Clay towards ACL and was that game six? Yeah, but I mean, it's still Clay Thompson. Or is that the? Yeah. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I couldn't remember which game it was. But I I saw a TikTok the other day, and it was like, uh, you know, the NBA and the NFL. They're always like, uh, this is such a graphic moment, <laughs> but then they keep showing the replay <laughs> of the injury. And uh, one of the comments said, uh, "I saw I saw Kevin Durant tear his ACL in high definition, <laughs> or tear his Achilles in high definition." <laughs> but and I can remember that, like watching it on TV, you can see like Kevin Durant's Achilles just like pop going up his whole leg. It was man. wild. What about Paul George, man? I seen that on HD. Yeah, Paul George snapped his leg in half over the the stanchion and, of the goal. And the kid, and that kid from Louisville. Ah, uh, his name slips in my mind. Uh, Kevin Ware. Kevin Ware, yeah, that was yeah, that was gross. Kevin that Ware's was, leg injuries got to be the worst. It's yeah. uh, it's hideous. Uh, now we just got way off topic. How did we get? We, how did we, we did, get we all did, the way we to, did. Speaking of Kevin <laughs> Ware, what, what year was that? I want to say this twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen, they beat Duke in that game because it was Duke they were playing against. So that's why I was watching it. For them, for that team to be able to recoup from that, from seeing one of their and win the national championship, brothers fall the down, break their leg, for them to be able to be a Coach K team is well, phenomenal. That I will say that Louisville team was loaded. Hey, no, no, they were, they were, but still, 
Could you imagine they saying, very, very imagine saying they break my leg and continue on doing whatever you're doing? Like seeing my bones stick out of my leg and you just continue, you know, just hey, doing look, whatever. That's I'm right there with you. But I'm just saying that that team was loaded, loaded. Yeah. They had Russ Smith, who was one of their point guards, Peyton Siva, they had Kevin Ware, they had Gorgie Dang, they had Luke Hancock, who was probably the best three-point shooter in college that year. They had Wayne Blackshear, who was one of the best guards, and they had Montrez Harrell. Oh, Montrez. They were loaded. They were nice. Now, that 2013 Duke is, is very good as well. Let me look at who's on that roster. I want to say that's like – that may be like Quinn Cook's like freshman year. Kevin Ware, didn't he end up coming back and playing after surgery and all that? Yeah, I I think he did. Of course, he, was, he wasn't even near what he was before, but – yeah, you know, that injury, I mean, it, it was horribly gruesome. Um, but that 2013 dude roster, I want to say this is like Tyler Thornton. Yeah, this is that team. Okay, so this is – now this team's loaded too. <laughs> so this is Quinn Cook, Tyler mm. Thornton, Mason Plumley, Rodney Hood, Rasid Suleiman, Josh Hairston, Andre Dawkins, Emil Jefferson, Seth Curry – Ryan Kelly, Marshall Plumley, and then we had another guy who didn't play. But yeah, no, that that team was loaded. I'm, what kind I'm of minutes did lie. Seth get on that team? Huh? How many minutes did Seth get on that team? Well, he was, was a senior on that team, so that that's his year. Okay, okay. I didn't know. Year. That's I didn't the, know what year. I think this in. year, this should be the year he hit the step back. Or no, was that Austin Rivers over North Carolina? That was Austin. Dang, I can't remember. That was anyway. Awesome. Anyway, getting back to the fact of uh, NBA before we get too carried away. <laughs> you know, as of right now, we have so much going on as far as, you know, people are moving up and down the leaderboards. One team I want to talk about is a team that's most locally close to me who have who started the season absolutely phenomenal, had a great run, had some people get injured, which is, you know, I can understand the losses there, but we brought one of them back who's supposed to be one of the stars, and – We've lost nine in a row, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans, man. New Orleans Pelicans were the number one seed when they started this losing streak. They are now the 10th seed, and they are one game ahead of the Thunder, who are the 11th seed. Yeah, man, that that hurts. That hurts. Uh, I'm a big Herb Jones fan. Uh, I watched that game last night, and I just saw a team that just – they look defeated. They they actually look defeated. It's not their outmanned. It's that they don't know where to go next. I don't know if they're missing Zion. I know Zion's a phenomenal uh, ball player, but they got phenomenal ball players on that team. They got Bi McCollum, Herb Jones. Uh, who's the, who's that little point scrappy point guard that gets in Paul uh, Chris Paul? Jose Ball's Alvarado. Jose Alvarado, man, he I like that kid. That kid, he's oh, a, look. This team is phenomenally put together because you have Brandon Ingram, who is this six foot nine small forward slash point guard. Basically, mm-hmm. and then you have Troy Murphy, who is a flamethrower. I'm sorry, Trey Murphy. My bad. I always say Troy. Trey Murphy, who's a flamethrower. Okay, and then you have Jonas Valanciunas, who is a solid big man, offensively, defensively, and rebounding. And I remember okay. telling you a few years ago that he was, you know, he was solid. Oh, no, no, no I agree. No, no. I at no. no, I didn't say he was solid. I said at the time I thought that the Stephen Adams trade was not good. I thought Stephen Adams was better, but I told you I was wrong. I told you yeah. that. I, I know. I, with that. I just thought hooking at you on that. 
Yeah, no, nah, and that's that's completely fine. But anyway, back to the team, and then you got Herb Jones, who's a phenomenal perimeter defender, probably one of the best in the league. And then you have mm-hmm. C.J. McCollum, who you know has been a number two option most of his life, who's probably still a number two or number three option here in New Orleans. But all I need him to do is put up twenty points a game, and he does that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's no, just like said, there's nights where he has two and four, and I'm like, stop. Yeah, he's got to stop that. He's got to stop that. He can definitely be that one guy. Uh, he's sure. the number one guy. He has. He's and, taking it. Hundred percent. And then coming off the bench, we have Jose Alvarado. We have Devontae Graham, who we should trade, and we should go get a piece for him or a pick or something. Speaking so of trade, Jose Alvarado. Trade, you got Larry Nance. Is what I'm hearing that the Pelicans could get. It's between and, y'all, the Suns, and the Pacers. That would be huge. No, I mean it'd be huge for any of those teams. If the Suns get him, that makes them real dangerous. But, real, I mean, real dangerous. Who would y'all give up? Who do you think y'all would give up to get OG? The Pelicans more than likely would probably have to trade away Trey Murphy, Jose, and somebody else. Probably you, think keep, you think you keep that core intact of B.I., McCollum, and Zion? You may have to give away McCollum. I mean, that's who I would give away. Yeah. I'd give away McCollum. Um, I don't know. B.I.'s had them, uh, has had injuries here lately. He has. He's been injury prone. B.I.'s just been loyal the whole time. He's been he has. He, he has. hasn't said anything about leaving or anything like that. You know, Zion signed an extension, so I don't want to get rid of him, obviously. No. But I don't know how C.J. feels about being in New Orleans realistically. Um, I think you know, he likes it because he he's kind of the face now. I mean, I know Zion's there, but I in my eyes, McCollum's he's that senior, that veteran guy that he's just taking over. Right. I agree. But he don't he don't show it at all times. Like you just said, he he might finish the game with five six points, and he can't right. do that. He can't do that for sure. If he fully wants to embrace being with the Pelicans, he's got to be that veteran that veteran guy. No less than fifteen. No less. Hey, look, I'm I'm right there with you on that one. I think so. Staying in the NBA, let's talk about you know the other night we had the egregious you know no call on LeBron layup where Jason Tatum hit his arm on the shot. You know, and obviously NBA Twitter exploded. Uh, all of social media exploded over it, really and truthfully. So one thing I want to say first. I don't think that foul ends up blowing up if it's not Lakers versus Celtics and it's not LeBron on the layup. Mm-hmm. I don't think this clip blows up as largely as it does um, because I think we see worse calls than this every night. But also, you know, somebody wanted to say that the NBA officiating is the worst it's ever been. I don't really agree with that. Um, and people are trying to say that the NBA officials are the worst officials in any professional sport, and I definitely don't agree with that. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on the situation? How do you feel, you know, how do you feel the NBA refs are, are right now? And how, where do you think they stack up against everybody else's, you know, professional refs? The NBA refs are what you're going to see with any, any other years past or present or future. Do I you mean, think, I don't, I'll, I'll say this, do you think they're a little bit more sensitive on the like technical foul stuff? Because I do agree. I think they're a little bit more sensitive to that stuff, and I think they need to chill out. They are. What they did with Jason Tatum this year was crazy. Jason Tatum never should have got that technical. And I think it was Kyle Lowry. He just tossed the ref the ball. Just turned around and tossed him the ball and got a tee. Why are you mm-hmm. teeing that guy up for that? Now, I, I, I can understand throwing the a mouthpiece like Steph Curry does at the fans. I mean, right. that's nuts. Steph, he, he, 
leave that mouthpiece alone. Leave it in the locker room. <laughs> if you're going to do that, <laughs> leave it in the locker room. It probably stays in his mouth 5% of the game. But... I know. He just chews on it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So where do you think the you know the NBA refs stack up towards other refs? I think they are bad. Don't get me wrong. I, I do think they're bad, but man, NFL referees, you can see the you can see the script coming into coming into form. For sure. Uh, I you think... really don't the script maybe in the NBA is, is more difficult, I guess, to figure out. You don't know you don't really know what they're gonna do. But you can see the script coming with the NFL referees. Yeah, I mean, you you can. I, I definitely think, even if you're not talking about the script, I think the NFL does miss more blatant calls, and you know they bring in these bullcrap rules like the whole protecting the quarterback. Like you can't you can't even really tackle a quarterback anymore without it being a flag. So it, it just, I don't know. They're going a route that doesn't look good for them. Um, and no, you're you know, the NBA, like you said, I don't think the refs are great, but I've never heard anybody. You know, the a refereeing job is never going to be good. Because people are always going to complain. If the referee does a good job, they don't get complimented. Mm-mm. You know, nope. I mean, it's, it's a sucky job. That's what I mean, come on. What it is. Do, they, do they ever – have you ever finished a game with like, man, if it wasn't for the refs, we'd have won. I've never, I've never had a game end that way. It's always, like, you know, the losing saying, like, If it wasn't for the refs, we would have lost? Yeah, if it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, no, 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 I've no. never said that as a – like in high school basketball – for sure, because high school basketball refs are horrible. No, the losing but, team. The losing team always says, if it wasn't for the refs, man, we, we would have won. We would have right. won if it wasn't for the refs. So, I mean. Right. But, I mean, that's 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 just competitive biasness at that point yeah. in time, though. And, you know, everybody experiences that. Everybody can – everybody whines and cries about the officials. It's not one fan base, and it's not two fan bases. It's every single fan base. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's plenty of evidence of that. And I'm not, and I'm not, you know, away from that because nah. I know I've been upset at officiating at times. So yeah, it's not even, it's not even in that realm. I just, I think refereeing's a hard job, and I just don't think it's a rewarding job at all. So no, it's not. Uh, it's you know, not. just not something I don't think I would do. But you I'm know, not another application anytime soon. <laughs> I've thought about it, but I just don't think it's something that I want to do, man. I, I, no. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I, I kind of want to transition over to uh, college basketball. Um, you know, here recently, uh, you know, we've been seeing a lot of shakeups in the polls, people getting upset. Um, you know, obviously Alabama got throttled by Oklahoma the other night. Uh, they bounced back really well against Vanderbilt. You know, Purdue held their own in their conference. You know, they still only have one loss right now. Do you think Purdue is the best team in the country? You know, where do you stand in that? Obviously, yeah. you know, college basketball is a little different than college football with rankings. Those rankings can change. People can lose more and go up and down or stay where they are just because, you know, you have a 64-team tournament, you know, at the end that's going to solve a lot of those problems. Yeah, I think Purdue's – they're – I think they're the, I think they're the overall number one. I'm not saying they can't get beat. Anybody in basketball can get beat. I mean, sure. it's uh, I just I see the top four at the end of the day being what it is or pretty close to what it is right now. Purdue, Tennessee, Houston, and Alabama. Yeah, those I think are, there's a good just, chance of that. Those are just four really good ball teams. No, they are, and I think you know. It's hard to say because I think Alabama or Tennessee could possibly lose their spot. Because if if Arizona keeps winning, 
they're 19 and 3 right now. If they keep winning, it's going to be hard to keep them away from a one seed. And then, you know, between Tennessee or Alabama, it's going to come down to that. And it's going to come down to, you know, who won the head to head. And then it's going to come down to who performed better in the SEC tournament and stuff Did like that. Did you just say Arizona? Is that who you just mentioning? Yes. Uh, what's their schedule look like compared to Alabama's? Their strength, um, the strength of schedule. Strength of schedule, not a clue, honestly. Um, I really don't know as far as strength of schedule. They don't play another. The only ranked team they play for the rest of the season is UCLA. Um, UCLA looks like they play Tennessee early in the season. Oh, let me look at that. They played played Tennessee early in the season and beat them seventy five seventy. Uh, beat Indiana early in the season, beat Creighton early in the season, and beat San Diego State. So they have one, two, three, four, five ranked wins at this point in time. Five ranked wins, and I think Alabama has five or six. But that's also two number ones. Very true. also beat two number ones. That's 100% true. Beat North Carolina, beat Houston. Let's just look at the ranked wins. You got one... Two, one, two, three, four, five. You got five ranked wins for them. And then coming up on the schedule is at Auburn on the 11th, at Tennessee on the 15th. That has a chance mm. of being a number three versus number two matchup. That's yeah. huge. And then you got Auburn to finish out the season uh, March 1st, uh, you know, as far as ranked teams go. I think. So that'll finish what? Would you say they already have four? So Alabama seven has five. Total? Arizona has four. They have a chance to we finish got five, five ranked wins. Yeah. They have a chance to tie us. We okay. have a chance to go for seven. Yeah. So I don't see Alabama falling out of there just because of what we have coming up. And it's not easy. I mean, Auburn twice, Tennessee once. Yeah. No, I mean, again? do we not play Arkansas again? Uh, we do, but they've they've fell out. Oh, did they fall out? I think, yeah, I think they've fallen out a little bit. Um, let's see. Yeah, they're not in the top twenty-five anymore. But they're a team. If they won, they could jump back in. And Auburn's twenty-five, so I mean, if they lose, they could jump out. I mean, it's yeah, it's one of those things. You know, it, it could it could happen. Um, but as of right now, I think the standings look look pretty solid. Obviously, um, you know, I think there's a. I think there's a very good chance we go in with these four, like you said. I think there's still a chance that Arizona or Virginia could hop in, especially if they win their conference. Um, you know, because conference tournaments are always crazy. So there's always that possibility. Um, and as of right now, you know, I think I think this is going to be shape up to be one of the better tournaments that I've ever seen just because we don't have a – I think Purdue is a very good number one, but I don't think they're a clear and over number one like, you know, 38 no Kentucky or, you know, a Duke loaded with Jaleel Okafor and all these other people or with Zion and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they're one of those teams out there right now that is just through and through number one and you don't see them losing ever again. No, you got teams out there that, you know, it's not even even thought of anymore. Like Texas, they're a very good basketball right. team. They could they could For sure. end up messing somebody's bracket up come March. Uh, 
North Carolina, they always make noise in the bracket. Always make noise. Yeah. So, I mean, you got UConn who started out. It was number one a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, or number two. They were the number two or number one. You know, they were right there, and they beat Alabama. Now they're yeah. about to fall out of the top 25. Mm-hmm. You know, and if UConn comes in at a 10 seed or an 8 seed or a 9 seed, that's horrendous. Because yeah. if they win that first round matchup, they automatically match up with number two or number one the second round, and whoever yeah. has that matchup is in for a hellacious game. I agree, I agree. But since right we're talking about real. rankings, can we get the college football playoff committee to rank <laughs> theirs, their their uh, their top twenty five flat basketball? Because I feel like basketball has it right year in year out. They do a in, very good job in with what their top twenty five. In I mean, what just sense? the top twenty-five, just the order one through twenty-five. I feel like basketball, they they have it right. Well, I feel like in basketball you have more games, so I think that's a little bit more helpful. You get to see those players play more often. Um, it's a little bit more road trips. You know, you can see how teams perform on the road, and then you have an end of the year tournament. I think that helps as well. So I think there's a little bit of leeway for the. Now, I'm right there with you. I believe they get it 100% correct. But, you know, I've never argued with the number one seeds in the NCAA tournament ever. I've never heard anybody. I've never. I've I've seen people say, like, oh, this team got left out because they were on the bubble. But, I mean, you know, everybody's on the bubble. I've never watched a college championship game and be disappointed. This year, I was a little let down. I will say, I mean, I was a little disappointed last year. Was Kansas winning it? No, I'm sorry. Year before last, my bad. When Baylor beat the dog hell out of uh, Gonzaga. But I mean, that had to happen. I mean, those are by far the. No, it didn't have to happen, and Gonzaga was undefeated. You know. Yeah, I guess Gonzaga was undefeated. Baylor only had one loss. TCU wasn't undefeated. TCU lost. TCU did lose. Don't no, I, I understand. Don't I understand. And, 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 oh, you know, I, didn't, I didn't want to get into that. I said the team that I, I didn't You're letting out a little Bama bias I, right now. Yeah, you're letting I out know. a little Bama bias. I, and that's that's fine. And like I said, you know, everybody has bias and all that other stuff. But, you know, staying on the track what you said with college football and even staying with Alabama, this OC and DC search uh, has been quite um, quite a, not eventful so far, actually. Yeah. You know, Ended up letting go of Pete Golding, and he went to Ole Miss. Or not letting go, but I guess he decided to leave. But I think it was kind of a mutual agreement, in my opinion, um, for Pete to go to Ole Miss. And I think he'll be somewhat successful in Oxford. Um, You know, we'll see. We'll have to play him every year. So we'll see how that goes. And then, um, you know, obviously Bama fans were jumping up and down at the final uh, contract day of Bill O'Brien, and he left to go to the Patriots. So, you know, as of right now, it's kind of like a just – it's a Twitter waiting game. I mean, I'm sitting here, you know, refreshing Twitter every, you know, 15 minutes just to see if, you know, anybody's posting anything, to see if anybody's got any news on who are – you know, on – you know, who we're going to get, who's – you know, who's who's on the agenda, you know, who's still available, who are we interviewing. You know, I know recently offensive coordinator-wise we interviewed Grubb, and, you know, he decided to stay at Washington. You know, what are your expectations for offensive de- defensive coordinator and what are your predictions for who we go for? Well, of course, I mean, you can tell I'm an Alabama fan. So I want the right. best. I, I want the absolute best. And I was excited, man, when I heard Ryan Grubb. I thought, I thought there was no way he was going to turn that job down. I really don't know what happened, what transpired in that. I don't know why he turned it down or even if we offered him the spot. 
I don't even know if we gave uh, offered it to him. But right. he said when I heard he was going back to Washington, uh, I was disappointed. Jeff Flebby, he's a guy I'm hearing a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Does he want to come to Alabama? I don't see why he wouldn't because in two years he'll be playing this year and you're out. I'm pretty sure we're going to be on the same side of the pod or conference. Yeah, if that happens. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a former Ole Miss OC when they were phenomenal in 2020. Um, you know, and then he led in, you know a pretty – banged up Oklahoma team to, you know, with with Dylan Gabriel at the, you know, helm to a decent team. I mean, they weren't fantastic by any means at all. But, you know, if he has the talent that he has at Alabama, it could be a little bit different for them for sure. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Uh, A name I'm hearing that I don't know how I feel about it. He's a former Alabama guy. It's Freddie Kitchens. I I heard his name being thrown around this morning. And that's interesting. I mean, he was with the Browns for one year as a head coach, I believe. And mm-hmm. that team, that he didn't look – they didn't put up phenomenal numbers. And right. that, they had Odell, uh, they had Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, and probably David Njoku. Yeah. A tight uh, end. Landry. They, had, they still had Landry at the time. Mm. I mean, that's tough. I mean, you know, obviously the NFL offenses and defenses are a lot different. I mean, we see how Bill O'Brien worked out, you know, as far as calling a college offense. Um, but I think that – I think overall as far as defensive coordinator goes, I definitely want to see Pruitt. No doubt. That's, that's, that's my main pick. I'd, li- I'd really like to have Glenn Schumann back. Um, you know, he's a former Bama know. grad and Bama assistant. Um, so – would love to have him back in the Crimson. He's been serving over at Georgia, you know, under Kirby for the past few years. Oh, Obviously, Glenn we've does. seen how successful. Glenn's holding mm-hmm. a uh, Glenn's holding a co defensive spot right now. What if we could get Jeremy and Glenn on board? I mean, that'd be interesting. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Glenn would leave to just be another co. I think in order for that to happen, I think we'd have to have Jeremy take a step back to like a, a just wishful thinking, just wishful defensive thinking defensive coordinator. No, I mean, it, dude, it'd be crazy to have both, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. What I, I don't right want now, is Todd Grantham. Yeah, I, I don't do want Todd Grantham. Yeah. He can stay where Todd. he's at. I don't care where he's at, but he can stay and he can bring that program down. I don't. He can <laughs> stay far away from Tuscaloosa. And I that's know all that I care about. Saban have ties, but, man, I don't. Don't I care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't mm-hmm. care at all. I, he can he can go find another job somewhere else. I do not care about that. I promise. Yeah. I think overall, I would like to see Pruitt. I think Pruitt's realistic if he gets cleared by the SEC, which I've heard that he is. Heard that he's not. I'd like Pruitt. And then as far as offensive coordinator goes, you know, I, I like the idea of Grub. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what transpired there. What happened yesterday during the interviews? Because Saban interviewed a few offensive coordinators. Um, you know, oh, like I said, I would like Lebby. I think Lebby's very talented. I think he did very well with an Ole Miss team. I think he took Matt Corral and turned him into a very impressive quarterback. Um, and I know I would also like to see, you know, we had the opportunity to talk to Kingsbury, um, but I think he's going to sit out football, you know, in general this year. Uh, so a lot of different things. I'm, you know, I'm hearing that Joe Brady still doesn't have a job. So, Ooh, you know, man, that's, come on, please. So Joe that's, Brady. so that's a case, you know, Joe Brady's out there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different possibilities. I think we have to harp on, you know, obviously Nick's got his list and Nick's got his people. Um, and we won't know until the day of hiring. So, uh, did you hear where one of our former guys, when I say R, I'm an Alabama fan, of course, <laughs> but 
man, Colorado, Demoy Kennedy. Oh yeah, Demoy Kennedy. That's yeah, Demoy Kennedy served as a linebacker for us uh, for about two years now. Uh, had a hard time getting playing time, and then also he got hurt this past year. Uh, I think actually last year he actually played a little bit of running back for us once everybody got hurt after McClellan went down and um, uh, Roy Dale went down and a few other people. I think he actually ended up having to serve as a running back behind uh, Brian Robinson. Which yeah. Was crazy. Um, but, yeah, Des Moines, I think he tore his ACL this year. Um, he's from Theodore, Alabama, um, not that far from me. So I would have really liked to see him be successful. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm saying I'd really like to see him be successful wherever he goes. Where You know, he chose Colorado, uh, playing for Dion. I know it's a lot, something a lot of people want to do. So if you want to go be successful out there, go be successful out there. What are your uh, expectations you know, we, for Colorado this year? Ooh, man. I'm going to go – I think they finish probably five wins. I mean, five if you look wins. at their schedule, bro, it, have you looked at their schedule? I have, but a lot of them people – schedule losing a lot of people. I know they're bringing ah, – but they're gaining there. a lot of people. They are. They're gaining they are. a lot of people. They're gaining they, – I mean, they hit the portal pretty well. I'm trying to see what their schedule is. I'm, let me see. Because, it, I mean, it it's rough. They start off rough. They start off – at TCU. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Then they play Nebraska, which, you know, that's a toss-up. Because I feel like Nebraska's, you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they've been transferring pretty well and recruiting pretty well. I mean. Did you say they uh, go to Nebraska? It's at home. It's at home? Nebraska. That's going to be a little different. What's that, Matt Rule, correct? Colorado, Matt Rule's yeah. over there now? Yeah, Matt Rule. Colorado's going to be I mean, Matt that game. It is. I mean, it's the first game for Dion. Um, I agree. And then they've got the rivalry game with the Colorado State. I think they win that one. At Oregon, that's probably going to be a loss. And then you play USC, it's probably going to be a loss. And you play at Arizona State, probably going to be a loss. You play Stanford at home, you probably beat Stanford. You probably beat Stanford. And then you lose at UCLA, you lose against Oregon State. You play Arizona, you may win that game. I doubt it. You, pro- I'll, I'll give them that one. They win that game. You play at Washington State. That's a that's a death wish. And then you play at Utah. That's a death wish. So, you know, I mean, you beat Arizona, you beat Stanford, and you beat Colorado State. But yeah, I understand. So three, I understand. And, I, and I'm saying I'll, I'll be I'll be lenient and say they may beat Arizona State, and they may beat Nebraska. But I mean, we're about to see I mean, what. I don't. Mean, I don't know if you remember, but halfway through this past season, Dion said that his team on a spe- uh, skill position skill. could compete with anybody. He was yeah, just he, said he, he was lacking the big boys. He was he was lacking the big boys. So we're yeah. about to see. I mean, we're about to find out. Welcome to the welcome I mean, to big time football, Dion. But how well did he even recruit and get some of those transfers over? For offensive lineman, ah, he's he's done well. He's done well. That's Dion. People want to play as far for as Dion. offensive lineman. Ah, uh, yeah. I as mean, far it's... as skill guys, yes, I can believe that. But as far as like, as far as the thing goes, I mean, I, mm, I don't know. I'm about to. I'm about, I'm looking at their. I was gonna look at their roster, but I mean, I I just I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough for them to be successful as far as that goes. In the, I mean, let's look at their 
Their left tackle, holy God, there ain't no way this man's playing. This man's six foot ten, three hundred and fifty. <laughs> Gerard Christian Lippenhan, six foot ten, three hundred and fifteen pounds. What year is uh, he? He's a sophomore. Says he's a sophomore. I mean, he's big. I mean, he's got some big people, but I just, I mean, how well are they developed? How good are they actually? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can get big guys that aren't worth the crap. So, you know, but I mean, He's this is weird. I don't think this stars. is that good. This is 2022, so a lot of these guys may be gone or cut. I mean, you know, because half their team into the portal. So I wouldn't doubt that because I mean, this is this is like I said, this is their quarterbacks right now because it doesn't even it doesn't even have Shador on there. But um, but I think overall, you know, going into this. Going into this new college football season, it's it's going to be good, man. You've got, you know, Georgia trying to go for the three-peat. You've got uh, LSU coming off a pop, you know, a, a very a very good season where people thought they weren't going to do so well. Um, they're coming back. You know, how does Texas A&M bounce back from what they just did? You know, how does Kentucky restructure after Will Levis? How does Tennessee do after losing Hendon Hooker? Do they pop right up? Do they win two in a row against Alabama? You know, and then you go into the Big Ten. Does Ohio State bounce back from two straight losses against Michigan? Does Harbaugh keep the pedal on and keep hammering them? Does Penn State come back? You know, where are we at in that? Does the Big 12 completely fall apart now? Does Texas keep it back up? Does Oklahoma stay on the down? Does Baylor come back up? Does Oklahoma State suffer from losing Spencer Sanders? Does TCU take a fallback after getting ran rampant, you know, by 58 points? You know, how well is the Pac-12 next year? Oregon, Utah, USC, UCLA, Oregon State, and Colorado, how good are they going to be? And I think that's all good questions, and I think that's what's going to make this year so interesting. Yeah, and South Carolina, man. I want to see South Carolina. Beamer Bowl. Oh, uh, Spencer Rattler coming back. Yeah. Two upsets to end the year. I know they got. I know they got beat by Notre Dame, but that's a they bowl. Did. Game. That's a bowl game. Nobody, nobody's worried about them bowl games. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, yeah, they did. But I mean, overall, man, I'm I'm really excited about this season. Uh, I'm really excited. You know, I know we didn't talk about it, but I'm really excited about the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Super Bowl featuring you know the Kelsey brothers. Obviously, you know, Mahomes is, uh, you know, playing on a bum ankle. Kelsey's playing, you know, with a bum back. How they're going to play next week is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if Jalen Hurts is fully healthy coming into the game. Mm-hmm. Is AJ uh, AJ Brown going to be fully healthy and feeling good? You know, um, I, I think it's just going to be a very good game. And I, I think a lot of people are upset. You know, I, I know a lot of people are recent Bengal fans. Um, so, <laughs> no, I'm I'm just saying the recency Bengal fans. Uh, and I think. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl, man. I, a lot of people are hating on it, but I think it's going to be very good. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what Jalen's going to do with the with the spotlight on him because this is this is his team. Everybody's yeah. talking about how uh, Bama fans can't claim him because you know we we let go of him with Tua. We didn't let go of him. We didn't let go of him. Tua nah, just came he... up. Tua came up, and I mean, what do you do? What do you suppose? You can't play both of them. No, I mean, Tua came up and performed in the moment, and then, you know, he beat him out in the spot. But that doesn't mean that we dropped Jalen. I mean, it's, no. a, it's a competition at the end of the day. And overall, you know, Nick sat him down and told him, hey, look, I want you to go to the best college. 
and I want you to go where you're going to succeed. I want you to go to Oklahoma because Jalen was going to transfer to UCLA. Was it UCLA or Miami? Miami? I thought it was Miami. It was one of the two. I think it may have been between both of them. I don't know. But he Either was going to transfer Nick, to one of them. He knew that he couldn't, he couldn't show out there. So he's like, go right. to Oklahoma. And Nick told, and we'll Nick see, told him to go we'll to Oklahoma. We'll see you in the playoffs, which didn't right. happen. But Right. So, I mean, the, overall, Bama fans and Oklahoma fans can claim Jalen just as equally as possible. And that's yeah. just the end-of-the-day conversation. I mean, it, it just it is. is. You know, Jalen claims both schools just as much as he claims – just as much as they claim him. So, and I'm just saying, I'm glad Jalen wears Alabama stuff. You don't ever see And Jaylen I do. I, I see him wear more Oklahoma stuff, but I mean, you know, I think he still represents Oklahoma in a way. So, I mean, you know, I think he has both. So, it is what it is. He's done a lot for both programs. It is what it is. You're right. You're right. So, what's your prediction for the Super Bowl, man? What you got? Ooh. Eagles by 17. Ooh. Eagles by seventeen. Ugh, that's interesting. I don't know, man. If if Mahomes is bummed up, it's gonna be tough. Just because I think the Eagles defense is better than the Bengals defense. Um and they're definitely gonna be able to get a good pass rush with Fletcher Cox and people like that. And they've got well, some I mean, good DBs. The Eagles so. showed you that they can run on the best this past weekend. For sure. You know the Eagles are going to run the ball. Yeah, they did. I, I think it's going to be – I'm looking like 37-27 Eagles. 37-27? Yep. I think it's 37-27. Okay. I think Jalen throws for two and runs for two. I'd be Probably. nuts. I'd be, yeah, be nuts. I would love I'd, 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 I'd go That's go what I think is going to happen. No, I mean it'd be crazy. I'd love to see. I'd love to see Dudley get one. I really would. And you know, and Devonte Smith, and Landon Dickerson, and Josh Job, all those Alabama guys would love to see them get rings. And even of people course. from Mississippi like AJ Brown would still love to get him get one. Yeah, I like AJ. So, you know, so all those things are pretty cool. But and I'm saying, you know, that's probably on, gonna... before you get off, before you get off, I want to say one thing. Uh-huh. I ain't hating on Mahomes. I'm not hating on him, but all I'm tired right. seeing him winning. I'm tired of seeing him win. It's time for somebody else. It's time for somebody else. I mean, there's that bias everywhere. I mean, if you're a Patrick Mahomes fan or a Chief fan, you don't feel that way. I mean, it's just like us with Alabama. Everybody's tired of seeing Alabama win. I understand, but they ain't going to say I'm tired of seeing Alabama win. They're, they don't, they don't say that. They don't say I'm just tired of seeing them win. Everybody said they're not that but good. They, but, I mean, some people do. They just don't say it the exact way that they should say it. But Mahomes is great. You know, Mahomes is great. And he's going to continue you know, to do greatness. I just want to see – this this year, just this year, somebody else win. I'm right there with you, but I think that's going to be it for today's podcast. Um, I do appreciate you coming on here, brother. Uh, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Get to have you on here a lot more. We get to talk about a lot more topics. Um, you know, it's been a long time since I made a video, but I'm glad we were able to make this one today and uh, really get out there and touch some of the topics that we wanted to talk about today. Um, hopefully we'll make another video after the Super Bowl, maybe before then, you know, who knows, maybe we'll make a, you know, another video in between and, uh, talk about some of the, you know, national signing day stuff that happened today later. Um, and we'll be able to harp on some of those topics. And, uh, like I said, man, I do appreciate you coming on here today. And, um, for anybody out there watching, don't forget to share this with your mom, your dad, your girlfriend, your side chick. (laughs) And I'll see you guys when I see you guys. Later.